Welcome, Merry Listeners, to the Breaking Script Podcast with Lella and Nini. This is where we discover all the glimmers of this holiday season in the wonderful world of Hallmark movies and the occasional Asian drama. So grab a cup of cheer and let's start Breaking Script. Welcome back to the Breaking Script Podcast with Lella and Nini. I'm Lella. And I'm Nini, and welcome, a big global welcome. You guys, most of our listeners are in the U.S. and Canada, but we actually, our listenership has increased in the Netherlands. So welcome, Yay! Netherlands. Um, and then Iceland, Australia, U.K., and Germany are like neck and neck. Wow. So welcome to all of you. I love it. I hope that... Um, when we get specific in our personal experiences that, cause we're all human, like there's human dynamics that we can all relate in terms of like relationships, right? That should be, that's a global language. Yeah. So I'm hoping that the more specific we get in human dynamics, it's so relatable. So welcome. We'd love to have feedback from all of you. Um, but countdown to Christmas, Allah, we are going strong here. Oh, and we have to confirm. We did find out. Can you tell us about where they can watch the Hallmark movies in Canada? Okay, so in Canada, you can watch it on the W Network, which if you are with Rogers, <laughs> Channel 27, all those Canadian Rogers users out there. Um, and they are premiering all the new Christmas movies, Friday night, Saturday night, not all of them at once, but you can watch the new ones Friday night at 8 Eastern time. Saturday at the same time and Sunday at the same time. So we can follow along just like the Americans. Exactly. You can follow along the countdown to Christmas movies. Those are <laughs> And the I'm new so excited because the Scottish Christmas is this weekend. I mean, time stamping this, but it doesn't matter. I'm so excited to watch that one. I feel like you have to manage your expectations. She's so excited I, about it. I'm like so nervous. I about know. It. <laughs> but it's because I, I loved Party of Five. I know I didn't I don't have as many feels with Party of Five so like I'm excited for you it'd be like if Full House got back together to do mm. a Hallmark movie you know yes. like I yes. get it I get what you're feeling if Gilmore Girls got together to do a Hallmark movie oh my gosh can you <gasps> imagine did you know there's die. actually a Hallmark movie with um Alexis Bledel and no oh my gosh what's his name Zach the the Shazam guy Oh, him? I don't know his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. I know his really? name. Really? Oh my gosh, you guys, because Is I watched old? him in, he was in that like spy, spy episode <gasps> Chuck? TV show too. Yes. Yes. Chuck. Chuck. I love Chuck. Chuck. Is the opposite of Alexis Bledel, of Rory in a Hallmark movie. And it was super what? like, it's an older Hallmark movie. I'm looking now. It's Alexis super Bledel. drama. It's like, it's usually on like the Hallmark drama channel. Um. Anyways. It was, it's it called was like Remember different. Sunday. Yes. Oh my gosh, you guys. It's so from it's 2013. Good. It's not your typical Hallmark movie. So enjoy. Mm. That's my, okay. but yeah, if Gilmore Girls in a Hallmark movie, uh, yes. Anyway, um, so yeah, Lala hasn't really had time <laughs> to watch Countdown to Christmas movie so far no. outside of what we're reviewing. Uh, we've had interesting personal lives the last couple of weeks, but I have like, when I'm doing other things, I'll turn on Hallmark movies in the background. And I'm not going to lie. It's been a really intense couple of weeks. So I've fallen asleep through the middle of most of them. Oh, no. Because um, I'll be like doing laundry or dishing out vitamins. 
Um, you know, you guys, it's, it's immune building season is what I call it. Um, yeah. So we did start to watch guiding Christmas. I was pleasantly surprised with how well, like I said, we watched the beginning and didn't finish it yet. So I was pleasantly surprised with like the acting in it so far in the beginning. Mm. That's the one that has Amy from Heartland. Um, the horse episode show. That's a Canadian show. Is that bit, like, do people talk about Heartland in Canada? Uh, not so much, but just like a lot of Canadians didn't talk about Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. So yeah, Amy's in that one opposite um someone who's actually blind. The male lead is plays blind in the movie, but he's actually blind also. Mm. Um, which there was another movie this summer that came out in the no, not summer, the fall series, where um Sarah Drew, who I absolutely love, we haven't watched a Hallmark movie with her in it yet, but she is a brilliant actress. Um, she actually plays a blind woman. And a wow. fall into love movie, and it is an incredible performance. But she is not blind in real life, so this was impressive. And then I did start to watch Mystery um, and Mistletoe. That's the one that has Victor Webster, who we saw in Five Star Christmas. Oh, okay. Um, and again, <laughs> I think it's a good one. I just kept falling asleep. It's like Christmassy, but a mystery, and that's. Hmm. That's like newish for me. So I was wondering if you would get into that. But I have to say this. It's not a countdown to Christmas movie. I finally got to watch Two Turtle Doves. Oh. And I absolutely love it. So Nikki DeLoach plays a neuroscientist. Interesting. And it was okay. It was like there was some neuroscience stuff, but not like super amazing. Okay. Um, But it was, you know, it brought the concept in, which I appreciated. And... I love her playing opposite of Michael Rady, like what they did, like all those movies where we complain about the single mom with a kid or a single dad with a kid, like jumping too soon into a relationship. They addressed it all. I was so impressed and so happy. It made me happy. That was my mm. highlight of the week. <laughs> Sorry, that was really long, but I wanted you guys to hear if you have certain ones that you wanted to watch. Before we jump into today's episode, Lala, I do have a question for you. Okay. Do you put eggshells back in the carton or do you throw them away? Oh, never. That that <laughs> gives me the ick. My sister does that. Wondering. I'm sorry. I'm exposing her. I won't name which out of the two sisters does it, but I hate it. And I'm convinced that it just creates bacteria in your fridge. I don't have any scientific evidence to prove it, but that is what I think of. No, 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 no. I do not like that. Fridge. That happens. There's a conversation about this in this episode of The Way Home. <laughs> so why don't you introduce it for us? Okay, let's get into episode four summary. It's called, What's My Age Again? Cat jumps into the pond and floats back up in 1999. She witnesses Teen Cat and Alice singing Summer Girls by LFO while playing the ukulele in the grass. Cat is in pure shock watching her teenage self in conversation with her daughter, Alice. They're trading stories about their summer relationships. Alice says she hasn't spoken to Nick, but Teen Cat has spoken to Brady and he's coming to visit. She wants Alice to meet Brady. Alice tells Teen Cat that she has to head back but will try to be back in time to meet him. Adult Cat watches Alice jump in the pond to return to present day. Before she can think to follow after her, she hears a child's laughter coming from the farm. She traces it and witnesses Colton and Jacob playing football. Soon after, Del brings out food for them. They are all smiles. Cat looks on and becomes inconsolable. 
In present day, Alice and Elliot are preparing to clean the boat as promised to Del. Del sees them and is impressed that Alice has stuck to her word. In the kitchen, Del is preparing to serve dinner. She invites Alice to Lobster Social, a big event for Port Haven that celebrates the fishing industry. Alice tells Del she can't come because she has to meet someone. Del insists that she wants Kat and Alice to help her to keep things in order around the house. Back in 1999, adult Kat is hiding behind the family boat watching her family. Her hand accidentally hits the boat and Colton hears the bang. He comes closer towards her to discover the noise. He sees Kat and asks her if she needs help. She declines and runs off while tears stream down her face. In the present, Kat is still in shock reviewing the Polaroid picture of her and Alice. Alice approaches her to see if she's okay. Kat begs Alice to spend the day with her at the lobster social. Alice says she has plans, but Kat talks her out of it. At the Lobster Social, Kat tries to make a real connection with Alice, trying to duplicate the relationship she had with Alice as a teen in 1999. Kat sees Elliot and she shares that she believes she has a new chance to connect with Alice. Meanwhile, Alice disappears. She sees Spencer and apologizes for not making his birthday party. They make amends. Del sees Rita and they put their previous disagreement behind them. Kat interviews Monica as she's covering the lobster social for the Herald. Kat has a glass of wine after the interview and runs into Andy. He gives her another glass of wine. As they chat, Kat gives him the breakdown of her life. Her daughter has no use for her, her ex-husband is living with a younger woman, and her current roommate is her mother. She wants to share more with him, but she is out of wine. To her surprise, he leans in to kiss her. She tells him she hasn't kissed anyone other than Brady in 20 years. The next morning, Kat tells Del she hopes that she doesn't run into Andy because she's slightly embarrassed of their unexpected public kiss. Del tells her that it'll be hard since it's a small town. Alice initiates a call to her father. He is shocked. She's calling to find out what he was like when he was younger. Outside, Kat and Del are walking to the barn. Kat asks if Del, Kat asks Del if she remembers her teenage friend Alice. Del is out of clues because there were many of Kat's friends that came over. They run into Andy in the barn looking after Old Miss, their pregnant cow. Kat discovers that Andy is a vet. While they're talking, she witnesses Alice run past the barn. Kat follows after her right before Andy attempts to ask her out for a date. In 1999, Alice is at Teen Elliot's house eager to meet Brady. Alice reveals that Brady is her dad. That makes Teen Elliot sad because he thought he would be with Kat in the future. Alice goes over to Teen Cat's house and witnesses her getting ready for the date with Brady. She invites Alice to come with Nick. Teen Cat calls Nick and he agrees. Cat, Teen Brady, Alice, and Nick go on their double date. Alice is completely intrigued to see her father as a teenager. She rapidly asks him questions about his school and his upbringing. The group finds it odd, but Teen Brady answers her and fills her in on his plans. His demeanor is pompous. Adult Cat is watching the double date through the glass window of the restaurant. Back in present day, Old Miss is in pain. Del tries to reach Andy, but he's not answering. Neither is Cat. Elliot comes to the rescue. Old Mrs. Water has broken and they're in desperate need of help. She phones Andy again, but she gets his voicemail. They quickly decide to forget about Andy and Cat and help Old Miss themselves. They eventually help the cow give birth. In 1999, outside the movies, Nick is annoyed that Alice's attention is more on teen Brady than him. She apologizes. Nick's parents who own the movie theater interrupt them and ask them to go inside to watch the movie. 
They make their way in and Kat follows behind them. She witnesses them at the concession stand where Elliot is the cashier. Teen Brady offers to buy snacks for the entire group, but Teen Elliot refuses to swipe his mother's credit card. Nick says his parents own the place and allows for the snacks to be on the house. Inside the theater, Teen Cat and Brady make out. Alice walks out and tells Teen Elliot that her father is a jerk and she can't believe it. Adult Cat watches them talk. She realizes Elliot knows her daughter can time travel and never told her. In present day, Kat storms into the barn to berate Elliot for not telling her the time travel secret. Elliot tells her instead of worrying about him, she should have been worried about Alice and helping out Dell around the house. He was the one helping old Miss give birth, helping Alice clean the boat and looking out for Dell for years. She has not. In the barn, Dell tells Elliot and Kat that she couldn't lose old Miss because it is the last trace of what she and Colton have done around the farm. Dell sincerely thanks Elliot for everything he's done for her throughout the years. Kat thanks Elliot too. They hear a car pull up to the farm. Brady has come to visit. And now is the part of our episode where we give this The Way Home episode a overall rating. Nini, what did you give this episode? This is probably the only episode that will get a nine for me. Huh. Um, I still love it. I felt like, you know how certain shows you have to have like a fluff piece, like a filler. This was a filler. Sort of. There were elements of it that was filler. Mm -hmm. Um, It introduced really important stuff, but there were some parts of it that I was like, "Uh, you kind of gave it too much time because there's so many other important things that I want to see more of. Yes, this, I, I agree. I probably give it an eight. It just, not a lot happened uh, like not a lot of, of movement happened within the story, mm-hmm. but a lot of information was revealed. So it was a valuable um, episode, but I agree a little bit of a fluff piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but really key, important stuff happening. Why don't we just dive into it? Our first of four unique breaking script segments is Home Sweet Home, where we talk about glimmers, what we love, and we break down romantic and family relationships. So usually for The Way Home, we introduce new characters here. Aside from Brady, which, you know, he's already been yeah. a character, but we finally get to meet teenage Brady in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really no other new characters aside from uh, Ole Miss the cow. Yeah. That was the filler for me. I loved it, but it was just a little bit too much of Ole Miss. No yes. offense, Ole Miss. <laughs> the whole the whole birthing and yeah. I mean, I get it. It was like this this moment where Dell is is fighting for something not to die, to lose something again. And I think that was the significance, but it spent like 10 minutes just Yeah. It was a lot of time dedicated. It was to a lot this. of a 40 minute episode, hundred yes. percent, but it was also a glimmer. Like I loved that they, we got to understand more about the farm and what yes. it was like when it operated. The fact that, um, old Mrs. Grandmother was purchased by, um, Colton. And so mm-hmm. it's like the last remaining piece of what she and Colton built together. Like uh, that yeah. was super meaningful. That was, I, I loved, loved- I loved the opening scene where Alice, so, okay, the opening, what happens is Kat does jump in the water and she emerges 
And so we realized this is kind of a surprise, but she can time travel. And so she walks through the forest and there she sees Alice playing the ukulele with a beautiful flower crown. Like, again, these scenes are stunning. Like, and some of the, you know, some of the, the props, like the, Yes, crowns were were real, like they were beautiful. And then she realizes that her younger self comes and sits down, and they're singing a song. And it was just the joy in that moment and the friendship. You like that's really when it hits me of like, wow, what if I got this chance to be with my mom as a teen? I think this was the first time because now you're seeing it from Kat's perspective as a as a mom. That she's mm-hmm. putting it all together. That Alice, her best friend, was her daughter, and how special. Yes. Um, then, I love this moment and I hate this moment because if you know me, I'm a I'm a crier. No, I'm a weeper. <laughs> I'm not even a crier. <laughs> I'm a weeper. Um, when Cat is, you know, she's after she's seen Alice, she goes to the house and she sees Jacob and her dad, and she just crumples and it's just a heart-wrenching moment yeah yeah and you she is holding like you can you know that sob that you get that's deep within Mm -hmm. you like Mm -hmm. I think everyone feels that at some point of another and that's what she's holding in and that was just oh my gosh all the feels um I have to say like switching gears and the my probably my favorite line in this whole episode <laughs> is Dell is talking to Alice and now I can't remember the context but she just like it, this has nothing to do with what they're saying she just looks at Alice and Dell says uh maybe next year Rita and I will take you to Burning Man yeah and I was I like Burning Man that yes. Dell goes to Burning Man <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's that was hilarious. hilarious. Well, because so I was just saying she, she was saying Coachella like grandma wouldn't get. Yeah, she was making a comment on Coachella, and she's like, "Oh, never mind, you wouldn't get it." And then she makes that comment that was about so funny. Nasty, like, "Oh yes, I do get it." Oh my gosh, that was loved hilarious. That. I loved it. I loved how it was so interesting that they had Alice, current day Alice and Elliot fixing the boat together while Cat lingered in the nineties. I was like, wait, do they wonder where she is? Like, aren't they wondering? Like, what is she doing? Like, I think they said she was on assignment or something, which I I'm like, yeah, as an adult, you can get away with being missed you would for still a wonder, while. I feel like. And yeah, then also sure. Del said something about like, she's off riding and this is probably in the wrong segment, but doesn't matter. I never saw any horses. So anyways, just wondering where she was, but I did. I mean, all the feels. Oh, I thought she said she was off writing. Oh, that makes way more sense. <laughs> that's why I was like, yeah, she's on assignment somewhere. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I love, I love, it's good that we're doing this. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> um, I had the same feels with the cold open. I mean, seeing Kat remember of that bond she mm-hmm. had with her best friend, Alice, and then seeing it in real time. Like I cannot even imagine yeah. all the feels of like how that would bond you to your daughter in current day I know is bold um so as a mother I think about that quite a lot and um hello I love the fact that in that scene I'm pretty sure Alice changes um the lyrics and she's singing 
in a folksy way I like guys that wear Abercrombie and Fitch like oh my gosh song played in every store and every movie for like a decade it felt like oh and very frequently um and um side note there's also an excellent documentary on Abercrombie and Fitch that's like how they had cult-like features (laughs) can't tell I love the true crime cult Cult stuff (laughs) has taught me so much about boundaries and healthy relationships I cannot emphasize that enough watch your capacity though maybe like take your time through it anyway um and that Alice gets to hear about teenage Kat and Brady but with Kat looking on like I know uh I can't even there's so much there's so much and then the part I started to mention in the last episode because it's actually in this one where Kat and Alice go to the lobster social together mm-hmm. and you see Alice like she's softening and she wants to spend time with her mom but she's torn between wanting to be there for her teenage mom um in the yeah night, and then wanting to spend time with current day mom and like you can see like Kat I know like I want to leave my mom to spend time with my mom like yeah so many feels and Alice telling her cat that like I have one good friend and it's her mom. I know (laughs) it's you like, and she, she's very like all of a sudden really mature, like coming to know, like, I don't know how much time I have with her, like how much wisdom she is like learning to use her time wisely because she doesn't know how far in advance the pond's going to send her. So like, yeah, I'm starting to feel her anxiety at this point. Like, (gasps) I know I got to get back. And I also think, we are starting to see a more softer side of Dell and a more fun side yes. of Dell. It's slowly, slowly happening. Exactly. And all the feels about it's the first official date and the feelings before it and watching Alice yep. and Kat talk about that in the 90s. I have one last glimmer for this section. In the lobster social, mm-hmm. is the lemonade and lobster free? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's probably just like maybe an entrance fee and then it's like all you can eat. I mean, sign me up. Where I is know. lobster? I love thing? lobster. Oh my gosh. Me I could eat too. lobster every day. I don't know that I necessarily would put lemonade and lobster together. I was like, thinking that. This was a summer thing. But, but it kind of works because you think started. you squeeze lo- you squeeze oh, lemon on lobster rolls. This is true. That's true. You're right. Hmm. Anyway, that's all I had for that section. What else do you got? That's all I've got. Surprising detours where we talk about surprises, unhealthy behaviors or coping mechanisms. Uh, man. Well, first of all, the surprise is here. How can Kat see her dead dad and even her own teenage self and not mess up the time-space continuum? Like- right? <laughs> I'm I'm so surprised that they that she time travels. Like I really did not think that they were going to do that. I really thought she was going to figure out that Alice is time traveling and try to solve the mystery. But the fact that how can she not affect the future from the past? I don't know. It's a very, like my head, my brain hurts when I think about that. Right. And it doesn't help that I'm watching the new Loki episodes on Disney. Plus. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, (laughs) And it's all about time. So like, it's going to create a multiverse. Like, (laughs) don't do it. Anyways, that's so funny. I get all anxious every time. (laughs) Um, Um, Another surprise 
it's not really a surprise, but we finally actually meet Brady. Mm-hmm. And no surprise, he's a jerk. Yes, it's so sad. But I think what was surprising for me, I mean, first of all, how immediate Alice, like by the first words coming out of his mouth, Alice and Nick in the 90s are disgusted by Brady, like within the first sentence. Yeah. And it's immediately awkward before they even sit down at the table yeah and Alice is immediately disgusted by her parents relationship like Kat how can you yeah. like this guy like even then I know right and yeah, he's that's ordering crazy. alcohol with he's a jerk he's ordering alcohol with a bad fake ID yeah what's really funny is I actually knew a kid that went to the Harvard Westlake school he mentioned which I was like that's a weird detail um <laughs> But it was interesting to watch Kat's expression and watching herself on her first ever date. Yes. And being shocked at how much Brady was a jerk then. Yeah. But then towards the end, I think she started to soften. Of Yes, because when she's watching them, yeah, she seems, the- she's almost looking at it fondly. Yes. You're and we're all like, ugh. <laughs> I, I think we all have the same response of like, what do you see in this guy? And no wonder why you want to keep it a secret because <laughs> he right? is not good. It's it's just disgusting. I'm sure we could talk more about that, but I don't know. I feel like in this section, in this segment, there's a lot of, you know, Elliot does Alice's laundry <laughs> in the 90s. Like, my brain computing that was like, what in the world? Because he's he's setting up her backpack for her. I know. Like every time, like how much, like he's taking notes. He's the one giving her clothes in the backpack. He's like, he's so invested for a quarter of a century. I know. It's mind blowing. Like my brain can't wrap itself around that um again here (laughs) it's surprising for me but also is part of dead ends um that alice leaves cat because she wants to go jump in the pond but then she sees spencer Mm -hmm. and again more flirty vibes i know why are we doing this (laughs) yeah i don't know what's going on with spencer Anyway. I, what I, it wasn't that I didn't like it. I think it just, the whole, the whole situation with Andy and Andy kissing Ugh. her, her, so Kat basically like unloads. She's like, my kid doesn't like me. <laughs> my ex yes. is dating a younger woman. My mom and I are not getting along. I like, I have no purpose. And then he just like takes that moment as an opportunity to kiss her ew and then i think she's shocked and then they have a makeout session which again the fun side of dell comes out and dell calls her the what i wrote it down where is it oh the makeout queen the makeout queen of the lobster fest <laughs> and you know dell saying it as a joke and cat clearly has remorse like i think she was like overserved i think that's what they're alluding totally. to um yes. but it just i didn't I don't know like why I don't it didn't feel purposeful I'm not saying it shouldn't be there but I don't know I what agree. it was unto yeah that's in my dead ends I have a whole paragraph written about it with a huge like ew uh in caps with exclamation points. that's so funny 
Um, because number one, she had no filter. I know she drank a lot, but surely she's going to have a vulnerability hangover because you mm-hmm. just met the guy. You ha- he, You're giving him a hard time for not calling you back and then you're going to vomit like all your lo- dirty laundry on him. And then yeah. he takes advantage of the vulnerability, doesn't even respond to what you say with any words or anything, but decides to kiss you like okay, this is just like a drunken scene. Are you both drunk? Like, what the heck? Or are you taking advantage of women's vulnerabilities? Like, That's what I'm saying, because otherwise it's disgusting. You're just taking advantage of her and you just need to like, ew, go away. Yeah, yeah, I I really didn't like it. So is it okay that we just move on? Because I feel like we're fully into dead ends of what we didn't like. Um, I... Yeah, there's so much. I there's so much I don't like about Andy. <laughs> uh, I don't like yeah. Brady. I don't like Andy. Um, you know he. That's a question. Like, I feel like most vets that I meet don't introduce themselves as doctors. As a doctor, they, they say doctor. I'm a vet. Yes, because I do have friends that are vets, and they don't be mm. like. But yes, you. I I have all the respect for them, but. The way that he presented it and then when when she was surprised how he responded to her surprise, I felt like made the already awkward situation even worse than cringy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I think you guys already heard, like, I don't like the Nick and Alice storyline. It's very cringy to me. Um yeah. the fact that she's dating a guy that in real life is her mom's age. I know. Not dating, but you know, she's kissing him. So there's a relationship there. Um and I feel like Ole Miss takes a lot of this episode. I mean, three generations of Ole Miss Cavs is huge, and he's the last descendant, and that's all the feels. But there was just so much introduced with Brady and more of Nick and Alice's relationship developing, and then more of Alice and Elliot. Like, there was a lot yeah. of how Elliot really was um, emotional support for Alice over so many years because he's doing it in the 90s and he's doing it now well and he's also the emotional support for cat and yes. you know what i hate it i hate it and we've talked about this but this is the episode where elliot finds out that brady is that's my big big alice's dad yes. and i well one i was also like elliot she clearly didn't come to the past and call you dad like you should have kind of put two and two together because she said alice was her mom so like, you know, but teenage minds, but I just thought it was so unfair because Alice did it so nonchalantly, like yeah. clearly Kat and Alice do not care for, or do not care for Elliot's emotions the way that he cares for them, both of them, yes. which I think is sad. And, and yeah, I just, I it's hated It's super that sad how she, cause she was just so focused on like, oh my gosh, do I get to meet Brady? And in that yeah. moment, it's not just that Elliot's not my dad, which was referred to in previous episodes, but the fact that Brady is my dad is like yeah. so shocking because of how much every, all of Kat's friends realize he's a jerk that yeah. you see later on in the episode. And like, that's your dad? Like, nobody really likes him, you know? Like, I know. it's so shocking. And the way that he finds out is like so incredibly harsh. I know. Um, bad. And then I feel like, there's a point when Elliot is looking at Kat like so tenderly. I like couldn't even handle it. And Kat is so oblivious to it. I know. 
because she's so in her own feels. But then she comes straight out of the pond angry. And the first thing on her mind is how Elliot hasn't told him, which again, space time continuum issues. How do we all know these things? How did we let these movies like inform what we believe about time travel? Because he's like, well, I didn't know what I could tell you or couldn't tell you that would make, you know, he uses all these scientific terms. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I understand. That's so funny. Um, But it's so sad, like how their first fight was like so intense like that. Well, that's portrayed. But it's right after the Ole Miss thing. Yeah. And Elliot's like exhausted and clearly has been caring for Del for a while. Um, and then like very quickly, Kat changes her tune and softens and thanks Elliot for everything Del does. Like, and you can see she's clearly implying like everything. Like she's seeing he's done so much, like not just yes. helping with the calf, right? Like yeah. yeah. And then you go immediately to that and Brady showing up unannounced. That's actually oh part, my of, gosh. Be part of the surprising detours, like unhealthy behaviors. Oh, yeah. I don't want to use bad words here, but like you show up unannounced and then you close the episode with, are you happy to see me? Are you for real? Brilliant. Last line. I Talk know. about awesome character development and make me hate him even more. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I got there. All right, well, let's move on to the way we see it. This is where we talk about the theories, even though we watched all 10 episodes. We'll try to think about what we thought about <laughs> after we watched this episode and what other theories were possible. Um, but even after watching 10 episodes, there's still a lot of question marks, folks. Spoiler alert. Um, but hopefully you knew that already because that's what makes this show so good. Mm-hmm. I just keep wondering, like, at what point was it immediate in the cold open where Pat realizes that her daughter Alice was also her best friend Alice? It's not clear when she realizes that. My, I was thinking that as soon as she sees Alice and Kat together playing the ukulele, like that's kind of when she realizes it. But so, like, does the pond erase your memories then? Like, when you travel back and then you go forward, like, so then. How, no. what is the effect that had cat i know but it's weird because oh but i see because how does cat in the future uh, not realize she gave birth to her best friend exactly and how weird is that and that doesn't make any sense um and then hmm it's a good question del del doesn't remember cat's friend alice or is she faking it like i get it okay. Lots of kids coming in and out and it was such a short yes. season but go ahead that is my prediction like does Dell know what's going on? Because it feels like she's oddly calm about when Alice goes missing. She just seems to like have this awareness. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like she's holding back. So my thinking is that she somehow knows something that's going on. Mm-hmm. And my also thought is that Brady being the potential narcissist that he is, Although maybe he has Rachel, I think he like either wants to know that he can have Kat back or win her back or just feel that attachment, but it's unclear yeah. whether he's going to, like, if he's going to try or not. But my prediction is that of course he's just back to stroke his ego with that. By the way, there's a term for that. It's a clinical narcissist personality disorder term called hoovering, Oh, where they'll have a new supply 
but they still want to have control over their old supply. Mm. And so the new supply won't even know how much he's communicating with the old supply. It happens so much. I can't even tell you. Um, yeah, I remember very clearly thinking here, um, that last episode where I started feeling something a little bit sinister about Elliot, <laughs> that mm. Elliot knows all, I was like, oh my gosh, what if Dell had been time traveling and did it so much and realized how bad it was? And what if she and Elliot actually had conversations about it? Oh but my gosh. Point, like men in black style where there's like, cause clearly there's like selective memory here, right? Oh my gosh. Like, did their memories get wiped of certain things hmm. that Ellie knows, but Dell doesn't? I mean, my brain just went like, woo, so wow. many possibilities. And like, who is the villain here? Like, Andy McDowell was so talented. She could full on pull off this. Totally. Like, had been a villain, but needs to like keep it together and not let anyone You're know. Right. You're right. You're like, right. Anyways, those are my theories. I love this show so much. Me too. I'm so excited that we're doing this. And I love that, like, you guys realize, like, we're going to be doing The Way Home once a week from now until March of 2024 because new season, season two drops January 15th of 2024. Cannot wait. Thanks for breaking script with us today. Don't forget to leave us a review and check our show notes for how to watch these episodes. Be sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.